Mystery Minnesota is an original fiction podcast from Adventures in Creativity Productions. Call it an anthology of strange stories, mysteries of a punishing land, and the people that call it home. And these stories impacted one man's life in a way he never anticipated. Believe them or don't. But remember, these stories are told in order, so make sure and start at the beginning. Don't worry, we'll be here whenever you catch up. Welcome to Mystery Minnesota. Some swear by it and others laugh it off as nothing more than a relic of fun from another time. Inaccurate and coincidental at best, but a fun thing to think about, kind of like the groundhog seeing his shadow. We all keep an eye on it, but no one ever really takes it seriously. The Farmer's Almanac has been around for what seems to be forever. Old timers had a way of predicting the weather for the harvest. In its current form, it's more of a source of entertainment than actual weather-predicting knowledge, at least to most. Some still swear by it. But there's no doubt that when a person spends enough time in the woods and with the land, you begin to understand as it speaks to you. You start to learn to see the hints it drops, and you realize that sometimes you just have to listen to the land, to the old-timers, and to the wind and the water. As midsummer ticked by at an agonizingly slow pace, Ben continued digging into fog monsters, mythology, and anything he could find that might give him what he needed. He'd moved past the need for answers. No, his mind was made up, just like it was all those years ago. He was going back out into that fog to confront whatever roamed there, be it old Zeke or just his own inner demons. What he looked for now was information. Anything he could find that would prepare him for the possibility that old Zeke might indeed be real. A mind filled with knowledge is harder for fear to take hold in, and if fear can't take hold, rational thinking can stay present, and sometimes keeping your wits about you is the best tool for solving any problem. Ben, well, he had a tool that I didn't have. You see, I was peeking into things a little bit myself. I was interested, like I said, I got sucked in. But he grew up on that land. Not only his family, but generations of neighbors nearby were readily accessible. He knew these people, and more importantly, they knew him. He wasn't a stranger coming to knock around asking weird questions about personal family stories. Hell, he basically was family. Which is how we found ourselves hearing a crazy tale from old man Jorgensen. We'll just call him by his first name, Sven. Now Sven was a man that had passed his mid-80s some time ago. He didn't move well anymore, but there was still that stature of a man well-versed in a long day's work. All that work took a toll on his body, but it couldn't or didn't seem to touch his mind. That seemed as razor sharp as ever. 
To say that old Sven had seen some things and had stories to tell is like asking if a bear shits in the woods. No one can say they've seen it all, but some, well, a guy could say that some came real close. Ben sat transfixed, listening to Sven recount tale after tale that he believed were part of the old Zeke legends. Minnesota, especially these northern parts, were known for some pretty fierce and deadly early winter storms. Events like the famous wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, the November blizzards and flooding up in Grand Marais back in 1960, that mid-November blizzard of 88 that buried most of the state in snow but hit hardest up north, from the Iron Range to International Falls. And of course, the great Halloween blizzard of 91 that Ben remembered from his youth. The same blizzard that buried the Northland a few short months after he had faced the fog. Sven, he didn't know much about the legend of Borda from Italy, but he was certain that what many claimed was just an old wives' tale about heavy fog leading to heavy storms three months later, that was more than just a story to him. He'd heard tell in his younger days of people getting caught out in that heavy late summer fog. They described it as if the fog was different somehow, like a squeezing, choking sensation. Confusing the senses, strange sounds, and a feeling that sometimes something was really close by. That kind of feeling that sends a chill running up your spine like a man feels when death is standing just behind him, breathing his icy cold breath on the back of your neck. There were stories of people vanishing in the fog, never to be seen again. Other times, when the fog dissipated the next day, people were found floating in nearby rivers, creeks, lakes, whatever. They were cold and very much dead. Now, most assumed, probably correctly so, that those that drowned somehow found themselves disoriented, turned around in the fog, and making a tragic misstep, they fell into the water and for whatever reason, were unable to escape. But Sven, he claimed otherwise. You see, there was an old Scandinavian tale he told us about. A tale about a mythical horse known as the Bakahastan. This wasn't any old horse. She would appear in the fog near the water's edge and lure riders to hop on her back and ride. Trouble is, once they were on her back, they couldn't get off. As their confusion was replaced by panic at the realization, she would ride down into the depths of the water, taking the unfortunate rider with her until their lungs filled with the cool water below the fog. As the life left their body, she would return to the surface, dropping the rider and moving on to find the next victim. Celtic folklore shares this tale in the form of shape-shifting horses called Kelpies, and Sven, he believed that Bakahastan was a particularly nasty Kelpie that hunted in the fog. Now, I'd never heard any of these terms, but it made sense that they found fertile hunting ground here in the Northland. After all, Minnesota is known as the land of 10,000 lakes, and I'll be honest, if there are 10,000 lakes, there are 100,000 rivers, streams, creeks, and swamps. Hell, you can't find a patch of land in the Northland that isn't touched by a swamp or small river, let alone bordered by lakes, ponds, or other wetlands. So, Old Zeke is Bakahastin? 
Sven looked us hard in the eyes and after a moment drew a long, raspy breath as if what he was about to say was going to be painful for him to speak out loud. Back in 88, I had the misfortune of running into old Zeke. How do we know when to believe the stories of our elders and when to listen and file those stories away as flights of an aging mind? A mind that is not altogether present any longer. When those later years hit, dementia can be a nasty thing to deal with. That nasty disease causes its victim to truly believe that what they remember in their mind's eye is 100% factual and real. I watched my grandpa get ravished by it, slowly at first, and then suddenly, as if enough of the foundation in his mind had been worn away, and now it began to just collapse in on itself all at once. The lines between real life, daydreams, and in some cases nightmares become blurred past the point of recognition. And when we hear stories from our elders that seem so far-fetched, so bizarre, yet so terrifyingly detailed and completely fictional sounding, well, how can we really know for sure? Ben sat mesmerized by what Sven was telling us. The Bakahostin, Old Zeke, the winter storms. It all seemed like a kernel of reality ran through it. It seemed true. Especially because Sven wasn't known as one to tell tall tales, and as far as anyone knew, he had kept his razor-sharp mind, even though his body had begun to fail him. But as Sven recounted his tale of encountering Old Zeke, well, let's just say Ben couldn't help but question what on earth he was hearing. Back in 88, I had the misfortune of running into old Zeke. It's something I'll never forget. Something I'd never wish on another living soul, either. It was mid-August and he'd been working in the heat of the farm all day long. It was that time of year when the midday sun seared like July, but by afternoon and evening the temps would drop about 30 degrees and leave the day's heat feeling like a distant memory. With the cool evening air settling in, he decided to enjoy the break from the heat and take a walk to check out the fence at the back corner of the farm. The cows had spooked and knocked down a small section, so he had to tack things back in place until he could fix it properly. As he worked, he didn't notice the heavy fog creeping in. Not until he turned to head home, fence mended, that he realized he couldn't see the next fence post down the line. He knew well the stories told about old Zeke, well aware of the myths of the Bakahostin from his homeland, had heard tell of people encountering the monsters in the fog here locally over the years, and, well, they were all just stories, but as the light faded and the fog grew thicker, he began that trek home, feeling a little nervous. Keeping one hand on the fence as a guide, he walked through that thick fog and let it lead him back to the house. That fog had rolled in so thick it was like trying to breathe underwater. 
a heavy feeling of pressure to it, like an empty jug lowered into water to be filled. About halfway home as he approached the creek that ran alongside the fence line, Sven felt, well, felt like he was being watched. Like something was stalking him while at the same time surrounding him. The hairs on his neck stood up, that ball of fear began to build deep down in his gut. It tried to claw and find its way up his spine, but Sven, well, he kept his cool and fought it back. He was no stranger to these lands. As long as he kept hold of that fence, putting one foot in front of the other, he'd have nothing to worry about. But time, time seemed to be funny at that moment. He should have been past the creek and within a couple hundred yards of the house by now. But Sven hadn't moved more than a few feet. He couldn't remember stopping, but his feet felt like they were trying to move through knee-deep snow. Everything seemed to slow to a crawl while movement, breathing, and even thought became a struggle. There was a whisper, almost a laughter, just behind him, but when he spun around to look, there was nothing there but swirling fog. The hoofbeats, those he heard. He knew they were real, and he knew something was wrong. He didn't have horses, and none of the neighbors had horses either, so where did this horse come from? As he watched the horse slow to a trot, then a walk, coming out of the woods at the edge of the creek, his insides twisted. He knew. He was pulled to the beauty of this mare, and if he hadn't been gripping the fence, fighting to make his way to the safety of home, his feet would have betrayed him. Try as he might, he couldn't stop them from taking the first step towards this magnificent horse. But his grip was true and the jolt of it stopped him in his tracks, jarred his mind back to the present as he cursed at the horse to run away, to go home and look for another fool to ride her. The Bakahastan stared, stomped a foot and waited. His feet tried to obey her call. They pulled at him, but his grip on the fence held true. And as the horse finally faded to the mist, his legs gave way and he crumpled to the ground. Not for long, but long enough. Mesmerized by her beauty, he heard the air split where his head was a moment before, the fog swirling and that low, laughing whisper all around him once again. In that instant, he was on his feet and old Sven, well, he'd never run that hard or that fast ever in his long life. Mystery Minnesota is an Adventures in Creativity production written, produced, and performed by David Swiduck. You can find out more about the show and all of the others at AICpod.com. If you're enjoying what you hear, be sure to reach out to us on social media by following at AIC Stories on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or of course, you can email us via the contact form on the site. If you want to support the show and help more people discover and uncover the mysteries we're exploring, you can leave us a review or most importantly, share Mystery Minnesota with your friends. Look. No matter where you hang out, be it Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, or Instagram, word of mouth is still the best thing you can do to help support life here in Mystery Minnesota. So don't be shy. Let people know what's up. 
Of course, we'd love it if you checked out all of the other storytelling fun happening with Adventures in Creativity Productions as well. So while you're at AICpod.com, go ahead and explore all of the other content right there. You can get all of the great projects like Faded Words and Adventures in Creativity in one convenient place by subscribing to AIC Stories in the podcast app of your choice. Really is the best way to keep up with everything we have coming up for you on Adventures in Creativity Productions. But if you only want to follow the story of Mystery Minnesota, you can find us under Mystery Minnesota in your podcatcher or at anchor.fm slash mysteryminnesota. So get yourself all caught up and stick with us, because there's more to the story here in Mystery Minnesota.